This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, Congressman Benny Thompson wants to give an extra billion dollars to rank-and-file TSA workers. The Postal Service's long-awaited dashboard to track on-time mail delivery is now live. And a rest in Virginia-based company with annual revenues of $7 billion has a new CEO. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. It's Monday, May 22nd, 2023. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. One member of the House is pushing for more funding for the Transportation Security Administration. The Fund the TSA Act, which Mississippi Democrat Benny Thompson introduced last week, would give the agency just over a billion dollars to fund pay increases and collective bargaining rights for frontline TSA employees. The legislation, if enacted, would put another nearly $400 million toward technology and security improvements at TSA checkpoints. Federal unions and advocacy groups quickly voiced their support for Thompson's bill. Thrift Savings Plan participants will see a slightly different layout for My Account the next time they log in. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman explains why. The new changes in TSP's My Account platform come in response to feedback from TSP users. The updates include a more direct view of participants' account summaries, a bigger navigation menu, a personalized to-do list, and links to resources where participants can learn more. The Federal Retirement Thrift Investment Board, the agency in charge of the TSP, is hoping the new changes will make things a little easier on participants. Many TSP users have expressed ongoing frustrations and concerns with the My Account interface since a major TSP system update last summer. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. The Homeland Security Department's desire to refresh its agency-wide identity and access management capability will have to wait a bit longer. DHS lost a protest of its $79 million award to Guidehouse, which it made in January. The Government Accountability Office ruled DHS made errors in evaluating the bid from IDEMIA National Security Solutions, and those flaws impacted the ultimate source selection decision. GAO says DHS should reevaluate the bid specifically under the past performance factors. A program meant to ease the transition of service members between the military and civilian life needs to do more, according to lawmakers on the House Veterans Affairs Committee. The congressmen say the program is not fully utilized in helping at-risk veterans avoid homelessness and food insecurity. The committee wants the transition program to do more to help service members going into civilian life, including individual counseling, job training, and learning about available benefits. The Department of Veterans Affairs is launching a new pay model for IT and cybersecurity employees later this year, regardless of whether a government-wide rollout moves forward. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The Office of Personnel Management is putting a special salary rate on hold pending additional implementation guidance. That's because agencies, including the Agriculture Department, are telling their employees they don't know how to cover the pay increase unless Congress approves higher spending levels in the fiscal 2024 budget. The VA, however, plans to still go ahead with the SSR rates, regardless of what happens government-wide, and using new authority under the Toxic Exposure Pact Act legislation to set special rates. The VA led a multi-agency SSR request to open 
OPM last year. OPM approved the SSR in January of this year and issued proposed pay tables to federal councils. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The Postal Service's long-awaited dashboard to track on-time mail delivery is now live. The online tool gives users the ability to see on-time rates in their zip code for products that include first-class mail, marketing mail, and periodicals. The USPS data is based on scans collected when mail enters its delivery network during processing and at the point of delivery. The Postal Service Reform Act, signed into law last year, required USPS to launch this public dashboard. The Government Accountability Office recommends the Office of Management and Budget clarify its guidance for agencies reporting on expired grants and undispersed funds. The current guidance fails to define terms such as preceding, which has led to agencies reporting data that has incorrect years. GAO further suggests OMB tell agencies to include the dollar amount of the undispersed funds. GAO says the Justice Department should continue having the Attorney General report on undisbursed funds from expired grants. While the Justice Department has agreed with the recommendation, OMB has yet to agree or disagree. Tony Towns Whitley is the new CEO of SAIC. The former Microsoft executive takes over for Nazik Keen, who will retire on October 2nd. Towns Whitley comes to SAIC after serving as president of U.S. regulated industries at Microsoft since 2018. She'll join SAIC on June 12th. As part of her 35-year career, Towns Whitley also was president of CGI Federal and held several management roles at the former Unisys Corporation. Keen has been with SAIC since 2012 and been CEO since 2019. SAIC is headquartered in Reston, Virginia, and has annual revenues of about $7 billion. In a win for unions, the Supreme Court decided on Thursday that the National Guard dual-status technicians have a right to union representation. In 2016, the Ohio National Guard terminated its collective bargaining agreement with the American Federation of Government Employees. The Guard said it was not bound by the Federal Labor Management Relations Statute. The court disagreed and found in favor of the union. Find these stories and more at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Monday, May 22, 2023, I'm Peter Masurlian. 